everyone. Welcome to Radio Karim. I'm your host, Aditi, and you're listening to Bite Size Life, a show where we discuss bite-sized content on all things life. Bite Size Life is starting a new series on conscious living, where we discuss how to be more mindful in our life's choices. In today's episode, I have a guest on the show introducing Divya Dhankar, who runs Sustainability Struggles, a blog that talks about her journey to being a more sustainable earthling. To learn more about sustainability, you can follow Sustainability Struggles on Instagram and YouTube. This episode will discuss zero waste for conscious living. So, hi Divya. Hello, hello. So, just begin with, can you tell us a bit about yourself and your journey into conscious living? Right. Um, I can get started off with my educational background, I guess. Um, I am a mechanical engineer by qualification, not a practicing mechanical engineer, though. I've uh, sort of shifted gears and moved in the, into the renewable energy space. And uh, currently, I have uh, about four, four and a half years of experience in the same domain. And um, yeah, and also sustainability struggles happen. So I am exploring that as well on the side. Mm-hmm. And when was it that you started sustainably, a sustainability struggle? And why was it? Right. I started way back in 2018. Oh, wow. Um, it's been some time now. Mm-hmm. I started mainly because I was really affected by a speech of Greta Thunberg's Mm -hmm. at the UN uh, climate summit and I heard that and I was like um, okay this is sounding very intense and this sounds like something that I maybe need to delve into more. I was just going about with my life as usual but then her speech really jolted me as I think uh, it did for everybody who heard it. And uh, finally, then I thought, uh, as I learned more about what she was talking about, I said, oh my God, this needs to be uh, known by everyone. Uh, And we can't just put our heads in the sand and go about life as usual. So I decided to start a blog around it. And uh, yeah, ever, mm-hmm. ever since I've been doing just that. That's amazing. I've started following your blog just this year and I can see everything that you've done. And I know you've lived in Netherlands and Dubai and you have done a few of group campaigns over there. Would you like to share a bit about that? So to answer your question, when I was in Dubai, uh, I was there for about two years. I was uh, trying to you know, spread awareness regarding sustainability amongst um, the community members that I was engaged with. And uh, we used to do beach cleanups and that was sort of fun. Um, I say sort of because on one side you see the trash and you see uh, the state in which we are leaving behind Mm -hmm. the beach. And on the other end... um, And that's not cool, right? And on the other end, you are trying to help and you're trying to remove that So, and you're engaging with people, so that's cool. So, yeah, that that was my experience with it. When I moved to the Netherlands for a bit, uh, unfortunately, I didn't get a very long time there because uh, of COVID. 
uh, we couldn't really get a, a get about uh, to be very honest so again in netherlands i was trying to engage with my peers i was there for university so i was engaging with my peers and you know sort of trying to talk about sustainability and again doing cleanups and uh, not specifically on the beach but mm-hmm. you know on the canals etc so yeah that was that was fun as well but that's amazing it's such an organic journey that you've had i do have a few questions some personal questions but i guess we'll get to that after discussing today's topic that's zero waste um so the first question that i have for, for you is what is the fundamental goal of the zero waste movement and how does it contribute to environmental sustainability and maybe we could just also talk about what zero waste is because sometimes i get a little confused about what zero waste is so that would be really good too right so essentially the goal of the movement is to minimize the amount of waste that one produces right um the waste that we produce gets sent to landfills and incinerators and we want to avoid that um we want to avoid that because that has a carbon footprint attached to it as well and as i think everyone by now knows carbon footprint is not a good thing mm-hmm. um so we are trying to avoid that as much as possible and the way to achieve a zero waste life is essentially by rethinking or recalibrating a couple of things in your life how you consume stuff how you dispose of stuff and just your shopping habits say mm-hmm. so you know just very minor changes here and there in your life can lead to a very large profound impact So that's basically what the zero waste movement is. Okay. It's totally different to what I thought it would be. I thought it would be more based on activism or but it's about the small steps that you take every day. Right. Zero waste uh movement is not about uh, you know of course if you want you can talk about it like mm-hmm. I do. Um um by the way I'm not zero waste right <laughs> now. I'm trying to be but Yes, I'm on my way, and uh, so you can talk about it so that more people are aware of it, and they might want to join in on the journey. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, um, it's n- n- it's not it's got nothing to do with activism, really. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And um, what are some of the practical steps that an individual can take to start reducing their waste and adopting a bit more of a zero waste lifestyle? and i'm guessing it would be a lot of learning and and learning to do but yeah i'd love to know your thoughts on that right i uh, i mean i can tell you about the five r's yeah um of course if we know of recycling we also know of refusing reducing and then repurposing and uh, rotting is also a part of the five r's so essentially whatever organic waste that you produce through the food that you're consuming etc can be composted so that's the fifth r which is rotting right so you are trying to holistically manage your the waste that you produce of course i think it's next to impossible almost mm-hmm. for any person on this planet to be absolutely zero waste but the movement is surrounded by 
the idea that you actually reduce it by by a lot mm-hmm. quite significantly so uh, there's a blogger that went sort of viral through her ted talk uh, on zero waste she had uh, produced over 2 3 years only a um mason jars worth of waste she was t- she had stored it in a mason jar so that was uh, a very big aha moment for me that mm-hmm. hey that's possible somebody's doing it so you essentially are trying to you know um one reduce the amount of stuff that you consume in the first place so if you are consuming less then of course you'll have lesser to throw away right and uh, you, yeah. you you also are mindful of the kind of things that you get into your life and how you repurpose things that maybe don't serve a purpose for you anymore mm. so instead of throwing out the piece of clothing that has maybe torn from the side a little bit you try to fix it yeah you know so very tiny little steps like that help and uh, of course it's very important to talk about this why do you need to rot or compost your food is because it gets sent to the landfills and mm. essentially it sits there forever mm. right in landfills and there are lots of methane emissions which is worse than carbon dioxide 84 times worse oh, really? to be specific yes for glo- it has it's way worse so you have to try and reduce that because when you compost there's no methane production as such mm-hmm. and you are you know turning your waste into coal black coal is what compost is called once it's ready so because you can use it in your gardens and you can use it as fertilizers so it's pretty great yeah and um yeah it also segregates the waste right um things that are not biodegradable and things that are biodegradable they get separated at the source so it's important to do stuff like that yeah it's so interesting because i've only heard of the three r's so as far as i remember i've heard of recycle reuse and repurpose but refuse and rotting was something new for me to hear about Uh, would you like to tell me a bit more about refuse because I know you've spoken about rotting and that is quite interesting I never thought of that as a zero waste right part yeah so i think every um, you know any change really starts with trying to alter your um your way of thinking or your uh, way of functioning really so uh in this day and age i see lots of consumption happening on a personal level mm-hmm. so if you start refusing to consume stuff then you're good yeah um instead of you know falling for the new tiktok trend mm-hmm. or the new fashion trend in mm. going out and buying uh, whatever that is fan- you know drawing your fancy at that moment then you have a chance of reducing your waste because that trend is going to end at some point and then mm. you're going to be like no nah, I, i don't like this anymore so it's a matter of being more mindful about yeah. stuff and just being sure of things that are going to serve you for a longer time period so you have to sort of you know think about things a little bit more deeply 
before mm. you actually go out and get it. Mm. True, true. So this was more on an individual level. I wanted to know how can businesses and industries play a significant role in minimizing waste and also promoting more sustainable practices? Right. So uh, with businesses specifically, I can say we can adopt the same sort of principles uh, for any business. You can choose the things that you want to, you know, um, avoid using per se. Mm -hmm. You know, you can uh, look for alternatives that produce, say, less waste, right? And it's important for you to note that any waste that co comes out of a business, if mm. it's also segregated at the very beginning, it becomes easier to sort of process that waste as well. Mm. So if it's, it, it's, again, really difficult for even for a business to do, but there are principles that are sort of imbibed in a business, right? That, hey, we are not going to be wasteful, we're going to be mindful. If you are sort of projecting that on your employees or if you're advocating that then it sort of seeps in right mm, that sure. that becomes the way things are done in that business specifically and even for industries at large i think um circular a circular economy um, is what most businesses and industries are looking at because it makes more business sense mm. it's not just about uh, reducing your impact you're because of uh, producing less waste you're also reducing the carbon emissions that you have as a business and hey in this market it, it's great to have lesser emissions mm -hmm. you can really advertise that mm -hmm. and milk that cow so that's one part of it and then of course there's if there's lesser waste to process then you know the amount of money that you have to spend on you know getting rid of that waste mm. reduces as well. So there are economic benefits to it as well. So those are things that businesses and industries really need to think about. Yeah, that's true. It reminds me of a time um, in my life when I worked for an environmental consulting firm. Um, this was 2017. And I still remember the place where the business was, what, must have had one of the highest green star rating because they had their own composting place and we would segregate waste. And that was to an extent where we had soft plastic and hard plastic. And that's not something you find in a lot of places. And I always appreciate that mm -hmm. about that specific firm. Yeah. Yeah. So they the, practice what they preach mm -hmm. in a way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just the little things. People mm. carry forward what they learn at a business or in a business environment. And they try to apply that in, our, in their daily lives as well. Especially if you're working with an environmental consultancy, then you are aware in general about mm. things and you try to imbibe those things in your daily life as well. Or at least I'd like to believe that <laughs> is what happens. Oh, for sure, for sure. Um, but sometimes it does come with certain challenges or like barriers. So my next question to you was around the challenges and barriers. What are the most commonly seen challenges that you feel arrives when you are transitioning from 
a normal lifestyle to a zero waste lifestyle and how can someone overcome that in a way so i can talk about my own personal challenges mm-hmm. i was just a regular joe really mm-hmm. i was you know getting in, involved in all those new trends or uh, mm-hmm. fashion trends and i was there was just a relationship that i had with hey this is new on the market and i really want to get <laughs> it and i i used to do that and it's it's a it took a whole lot of time for that mindset to shift really mm-hmm. and it's it's you know consuming the right kind of content i think or the right kind of information for you to have that mindset shift really mm. um it went from me wanting to watch youtube hauls of hey <laughs> i got this and i got this as well and you know sort of uh feeling like i'm missing out and mm. then realizing that hey uh, what if i started watching something that is better for the environment or talks about stuff that's better for the environment that that does there was some or there still are some youtubers who do anti hauls mm-hmm. or things that i'm not going to buy because it it doesn't make any sense and i started following a lot of zero waste um, and environmental enthusiasts in general on youtube or even on my social media i got rid of that uh first because i had to shift my mindset before i could actually start doing anything mm. so i would suggest you start off with that you sort of do an overhaul of your own mind you once you consume the information and you realize the gravity of it i think it's very hard for somebody to know all the stuff that they know mm. and not want to act on it so that's what happened with me at least and i'd like to believe that most people would behave the same way so once you realize the gravity of it then you start you know ch- making slight changes in your everyday life um of course once you know that over consum- we are all burdened by overconsumption you tend to reduce your consumption in general so that girl who you know used to watch hauls or, mm-hmm. or on on you, her youtube does not do that anymore mm. she's not really interested in what other people are buying so to say yeah. and there's no need for me to follow trends anymore mm. so i don't subscribe to trends i just buy things if i do buy something new i i i try to go for second hand stuff just so that it's going to get thrown out and there's just great especially for fashion there's just great stuff out there that's kind of like brand new but somebody got bored of it so they sent it to a thrift store so you can you can avoid that you can avoid um buying something absolutely brand new and you can get it from a thrift store as well so that's those little things are reducing waste mm. right and um of course you you carry your own reusable mug or your own reusable bottle um or with you when you're going out somewhere just so that you are not getting a disposable cup or mm. a disposable bottle or a plastic bottle to be specific and um that reduces your waste and of course you can take if you're really into it you can get uh reusable straws as well mm. it's pretty cool um 
and I think very recently there was a lot of uh, interest in it just because you know it was advocated that you know turtles sort of uh, confuse uh, plastic straws for food and um, unfortunately a lot of our waste gets thrown or dumped into the oceans Mm -hmm. so nobody wants to kill turtles do they so yeah that sort of prompted people to start using reusable straws as well so there's really tiny things that you can start doing that will not take a lot from you um when you go out grocery shopping where you can carry a bag with you instead of getting like a plastic bag um if you're going out to eat somewhere you can carry your own you know boxes so that you don't get um if you have to get takeaway mm-hmm. you don't get like your plastic uh, containers mm. as, as well so it's just really tiny things that one can do mm-hmm. that works that's so interesting because um okay i am curious about one part of mm-hmm. what you've shared mm-hmm. you know how you mentioned that you made the transition to more conscious youtubers and conscious i guess instagrammers as well mm-hmm. Um, do you have any suggestions for us that we can look up? Well, for starters, you can subscribe to mine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I'm just kidding. So there's uh, quite a few actually. Um, if you sort of, uh, if off the top of my head, I can think of uh, some Indian YouTubers mm-hmm. um, that are specifically doing uh, this work. Um, or one is. Anuj Ramtari, okay. Um, Nivedita uh, or Naina Premnapt, sorry um, about the mistake, and a couple of uh, bloggers or YouTubers from the US as well. Um, Trashes for tossers. Mm. She's the one who sort of went viral for the zero waste movement and the mason jar, like her waste being in the mason jar. Um, so she is also. Or somebody who you can follow and yeah get inspired by mm-hmm. i have heard a lot about lauren singer who mm-hmm. goes by the name trashes for tosses on all social media platforms and she is quite inspiring mm-hmm. and she if i'm not wrong she also has her own sustainable brand yeah. where she sells everything mm-hmm. and it's free of packaging right which is quite amazing mm-hmm. and you have those uh, sort of brands even here in melbourne yeah and uh, i have been wanting to explore them and i've just recently moved here so i haven't fully explored them just mm-hmm. yet but i will start engaging with more local businesses that are working around the zero waste movement okay so it's it's uh, always important to know or t- try to if you're some you may be in xyz place on in on the globe but you it doesn't take a lot mm-hmm. uh, for you to google say hey uh, where can i find like a zero waste store or Like, oh, oh, which store has the least amount of waste, etc. So I'm sure a lot of businesses that are promoting this, mm. they advertise it like hell because this is sort of the new cool thing. For and, sure. Um, and as it should be, I feel. So, yeah, you can just Google anything and um, you should be able to find something close to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
think it makes me think of bulk buying as well, like buying bulk food. Mm-hmm. Often those places or like organic places are quite waste free, zero waste in a way. Yeah. Um, so in terms of the zero waste movement, we might just discuss one more question and go on a short break sure. after that. Mm-hmm. Um, considering its impact on waste resource use and environmental health mm-hmm. how do you think the movement aligns with the broader efforts that we are putting into combating climate change right so um the carbon footprint of any process or mm-hmm. any action that we take in our daily lives is something that we need to monitor right mm-hmm. and of course the waste that we produce how do you think it gets to the landfill of course mm. there's a truck that comes um how does a truck run it runs on surprise surprise petrol or diesel mm-hmm. and what does that have that has a carbon footprint attached to it so it's important to note that every little thing that we do in our lives unless it's say walking or <laughs> dancing really anything that humans can do by themselves without any um you know sort of help w- from machines or even say going to the gym for that matter mm. has a carbon footprint attached to it mm. so you have to be mindful of that and imagine getting things um with a carbon footprint and then disposing it off in such a manner that has a carbon footprint attached to it no wonder we are going through uh, the climate change oh for sure uh if there's just so many greenhouse gases sort of going into our environment i i don't see how um how we could have escaped this really mm. uh, we just uh, we've known since the 1970s it's mm-hmm. just been fed to us in a different manner so it's it's very important uh, to know that now that we have more awareness um it's important to know that you should be mindful of everything really mm. it's been going downhill since then hasn't it yeah unfortunately because we've been sold this idea of like a comfortable life mm. that this is the only way one can be but that's not true mm. you can there are alternatives to everything and it's so easy it's not difficult really if you get used to it for sure uh if being the operative word yeah if you get used to it mm-hmm. and you have to start somewhere for it, for that to happen i mean we pick on new habits all the time don't we so this is just going to have to be a new habit that we sort of pick on mm. true true that was amazing i've learned so much from it what we might do is we'll just go to a short break and we'll be right back after the station announcement you're listening to radio karam and once we are back we'll dig deeper into divya's journey into zero waste yeah if you feel the karam way just call me chill or in patterson lace just call me chill Anywhere beside just call me Joe Joe Buy a summer house 
Just call Mitchell Tall. Mitchell Tall. Real estate. Oh, yeah. A little real estate. We want more. Josie from Space Folk, and when I want to stay groovy, I listen to Radio Caram. Welcome back to Bite Size Live and in today's episode we were just discussing zero waste movement and was zero waste journey Divya Dhankar Turk who officially goes by the name Sustainability Struggles on YouTube and Instagram. Um, now Divya, I know you've spoken so much about the business practices and what individuals could do in the space. I do have a few personal questions, if that's okay. Of course. <laughs> okay. Um, I wanted to know, well, you have spoken a bit about this, but maybe just to sum it up, mm -hmm. we could be like, mm, yeah. Okay. So for someone who is starting their zero waste journey, mm -hmm. what questions should they ask themselves to get started? Oh, that is very interesting for me to answer. Because I struggled with that for quite some time. That I didn't really have a direction or a blueprint of how I wanted to go about mm. this whole thing. Of course, uh, I took the help of a lot of influencers in, in the space um, and learned about their journey. So here's me talking about mine. Um, I think one needs to understand what they are sort of doing in their daily lives. Mm. You have to sit down and assess that, hey, um, what are the practices that I sort of carry out on a daily basis? For example, you can start off by thinking about the basic things that you do in life. Mm -hmm. uh, when you wake up in the morning, what's the first thing that you do? You maybe brush your teeth, right? Mm. Um, how do you brush your teeth? Just start off there. Mm -hmm. uh, are you using a throwaway toothbrush and a bottle of toothpaste? Mm -hmm. I, th I think you are. So you try and think about the alternatives to that. Because there are, uh, you know, toothbrushes that have lower impact. Bamboo toothbrushes even. Mm -hmm. So the, which can be composted instead of like the plastic ones that go straight to the landfill. For sure. So just basic things like that. Um, just think about your day. Think about the t practices that are part of your everyday and try to think of alternatives to those basic things. And I think um, you can start off very easily on a few things. Like instead of buying a normal plastic toothbrush, you can mm. go and buy a bamboo toothbrush instead. Mm. And that's just one example. Of course, if you are somebody who, you know, likes to 
grab a bottle of water uh, from the supermarket. Now you can be mindful that, hey, it's a plastic bottle that's going mm-hmm. to sit in our ecosphere for the rest of our, our lives, right? Um, and even beyond that, actually. So you just get a reusable bottle that you can fill up as many times as you like and you can consume as much water as you like. Mm-hmm. So just very basic things that you can sort of inculcate in your life. And uh, you have to be very mindful of the fact that nobody can be zero waste in a second, just like that, at the snap of a finger. I'm not zero waste myself, even though I'm advocating for mm-hmm. it. Um, but that's the goal. That's sure. the place that I want to reach. It takes time to get there. Um, I have imbibed a lot of habits that has um, resulted in me being very low waste. Mm-hmm. And I think that is better than being the person that I was before, just mm. in my opinion. <laughs> mm. Speaking of toothbrushes, I think I am on my own personal journey of conscious living as well. And I made the switch to bamboo toothbrushes too. And I, I'm not sure. The thing is, there's so much information out there. And recently, well, not recently, I think it was a year ago, I made the switch to electric toothbrushes so i'm not sure which one's better do you know anything about it i was just curious yeah sure so um of course an electric toothbrush is great but you have to know that there's going to be some wear and tear in the bristles of the toothbrush right mm. and what do you do then um you continue using it until it is absolutely no bristles left i don't think so mm-hmm. um, most people would want to throw that out so maybe go for an electric toothbrush that has a removable head for the bristles. Okay. So yes, an electric toothbrush is a shade better than the plastic ones that we have um, or that we tend to buy um, because you can use that over and over again for a very extended period of time. Mm. But at the same time, a bamboo toothbrush is great because... At the end of its life, for whatever amount of time that you do use it, mm. you can com- compost it and then it'll be like, hey, it never existed. Mm. right? There's no footprint that it leaves behind per se. So I, in my personal opinion, I think uh, a bamboo toothbrush is maybe slightly better than an electric one. Mm-hmm. Um, because just because of the reasons that I mentioned. Mm-hmm. That is so interesting because it makes you think of all the little things that go into a product. And yeah, I think I'm making the switch to bamboo again <laughs> after <laughs> I fully used this one. Right. So I guess that's another point that everyone needs to remember that you don't just, if you want to move to a zero waste lifestyle, you don't just pick up your things and throw it in the waste. You make sure that you make full use of it right. before switching to other alternatives. Absolutely. <laughs> that's. Uh, I think that's very, very important for people to note because I myself have not just moved away from the lifestyle that I was leading uh, at the snap of a finger. It's taken me time. I'm, I'm still going through some of the things that I was using way back when I was not, say, a low-waste person, mm-hmm. per se. So, please, 
the do justice to do th- to the things that you have mm-hmm. and use them until death <laughs> <laughs> so similar to making full use of things my next question sort of lingers on to that um what do you think is the difference between recycling and zero waste we know recycling's part of the zero waste movement but it's something that's always made me curious it's just like what's the difference right so like i had mentioned before everything that we do as individuals or as humanity really has a carbon footprint attached to it mm. what do you think recycling has attached to it a carbon footprint mm. carbon footprint <laughs> so um the recycling process is not hey um i'm going to snap my fingers and it's just going to go mm. away and it's going to turn to something magical and it's all going to be okay no of course it's it's a chemical process that has to take place right for you to create something out of waste into something new that can be reused again um of course it's not going to be of the standard that uh, it doesn't matter like there are standards that you have to adhere to right mm-hmm. it has to meet those standards and there're going to be components that are going to be added to it so recycling is just you know trying to make new of something that's old mm-hmm. so when we are when the process of us making something new is so carbon intensive you can imagine when we are trying to repurpose or recycle something from old to new it's going to be the same process mm. or it's going to be similar true whereas zero waste means there's no waste to produce in the first place mm. we we are not really producing any waste um because we are being mindful we are trying to repurpose everything we are trying to make sure that anything that we are buying is being uh, you know is, is is zero waste or low waste so that's the difference i guess mm true true i do think okay you know how you mentioned about the whole recycling and how you're making something old into new it makes me think of all these branded sneakers that start using re- um, they that recycle fish nets or use recycled plastic into it and um just have my doubts about it because i'm just like oh but what about the microplastics and stuff but i guess we'll talk about it in another episode or so this episode's just going to be hours long <laughs> absolutely <laughs> okay so to end this episode um i wanted to know i know you've mentioned how you are still learning and unlearning about the zero waste lifestyle but what was a moment that was the most impactful for you in the zero waste journey not necessarily in the whole sustainability journey but in the zero waste journey um i guess i'll have to maybe say um just a mindset shift that i had uh, because i know the person that i was <laughs> and she was far from being zero waste she wasn't she was no way being low waste as well she had no ambitions of going down this path so the mindset shift that i've had and what it's resulted in as a you know as a consequence is just amazing to me that i was capable of such change and 
that I was capable of, you know, being this person advocating for the environment and advocating for all things that are good. Um, I didn't know that I was actually capable of that, but here I am. Mm. <laughs> so yeah. I, I think um, for me, that's the biggest sh- shift. Um, it, yeah, I, I just say my mindset. Mindset. Mm. So that's the biggest takeaway from the series, that it's all about the mindset. And I guess to end this episode, the way I think of it is if a minimalist and and someone who's following an essentialism lifestyle, if they had a baby, (laughs) that would be zero waste. Absolutely right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, amazing. So thank you so much for sharing so much about Zero Waste today. I just wanted to thank everyone for listening to the show today. I hope you've got something out of it about Zero Waste and how you can start your Zero Waste journey. The simplest way would be to take a journal, jot down everything that you do on the daily and just see how you can make alternative swaps on it. Um, Just a reminder, the podcast from the show will be available in a day or so. If you haven't already, make sure you like Radio Karim on Facebook or Instagram. It's probably the best way to keep an eye on our favorite shows and when they are broadcasting. Check out our website, radiokarim.org, for more information about other shows on the station. Enjoy the rest of your day. I'll see you next time on Bite Size Live. And Divya will be back with another episode. Yay. Which (laughs) is probably a surprise. We might not tell the show. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, perfect. (laughs) We'll be back with another episode for Conscious Living. Thank you so much for listening again. Hey, I'm Jane Oakley, a Matilda alumni footballer, number 36, and you're listening to Radio Karen. Stay tuned. Come on, Freddy's Kitchen in Station Street for a coffee and something nice to eat. Yeah, the pizzas are great. In fact, all the food rates down at Freddy's Karen Station Street. Come on, come on, come on, down to Freddy's now. Come on, come on, come on, down to Freddy's now. It's a pizza. It's a mystic pizza.